From the Red Barn Studios, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. That is The Who's It's Not Enough, and it was co-written by our next guest. She is the wife of Pete Townsend, but I probably won't be mentioning that again because she is an incredible musician in her own right and a big animal lover. Rachel Fuller joining us. Set the scene. Are, are you sitting around with a bunch of dogs on your lap and Pete's cooking? No, I'm not. No. I'm, I'm Pete's on tour in the U.S. with the band, um, so we're staying in L.A. in a hotel, and I'm sitting in his study room surrounded by all his computers and gadgets and do you get inspired to go over and mess with his gadgets no i'm not very good with gadgets <laughs> i leave all the gadgets to him i'm i'm a terrible luddite i don't even like to play um an electric piano really i like a real piano but he's he's very up to the mark with it all yeah you've been playing piano since uh, six years old right uh, a little bit older than that i started when i was about nine but still quite young that Wikipedia just, uh, it didn't have it right there. But it does say there that you spent a lengthy stint as an organist in a funeral home. That is true. Where you performed 11 true. times a day? I did. I mean, on a good day, we would do 11 funerals, and I was playing for the services. So um, I worked there for about two years. So I think probably I added it up once. I must have played for about two, two and a half thousand funerals. Wow. And what is, what is that like? Because it's not a real audience that, um, you know, they're not going to be applauding you afterwards. No, definitely not. Um, it, 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 I suppose because I was working, I had to be fairly detached from, from what was going on emotionally. Um, it was a strange thing to do. I think looking back, I'd have been much better off working at McDonald's or, you know, a, a clothing store. But that's where I ended up working and um, it was but it felt like a service it felt like a privilege really I suppose to be playing music for something so important sure sure you uh, are an animal lover that's my favorite thing about you is you are an animal lover and I'm not for animals yes I know that um, I know that you used to have a dog named whistle named after John Antwistle true and That's but true. that was that was uh 11 years ago so he's probably gone to the dog park in the sky i imagine well this was a while ago it was actually longer than that it was uh 14 years ago it was pete's 60th birthday and a friend of ours jerry hall um said to me what can i get pete for his birthday what can i get pete for his birthday and pete we'd always had sort of big dogs and pete had always wanted a yorkshire terrier because he was childhood friends with um john Entwistle. sorry i'm just doing um Sorry, he just came in. Um, yeah, he was he was childhood friends with uh, John Entwistle, and John's mother always had Yorkshire Terriers. Uh-huh. So Pete had a sort of nostalgic fondness for them, and I was a bit like, oh, I don't know, they're really small and yappy and like, you know, I preferred <laughs> a big dog that you could sort of get into bed and spoon. Um, but anyway, I thought, yeah, you know, I should, I should, I should let him have, you know, what he wants. So Jerry bought this little. Um, Yorkshire Terrier called Whistle, who immediately sort of became my shadow and, you know, followed me to the toilet and slept by my head for 13 years. And we lost her last October, so it's just been a year. Oh, really? Okay. Is there any uh, furry animals in the house now? Oh, we have four. Four? Okay, what kind of dogs? Dogs? We have dogs, yeah. We have dogs. We have um, an Irish Terrier called Tuppence, and we have a mutt that we rescued um, from Antigua. 
And then we have two little ones. We have a Yorkshire Terrier called Peanut. Because I just, after we lost Whistle, I, I managed for a while. And then I said to Pete, I, I can't live without something following me to the toilet. And, you know, <laughs> following me around the house. And there's such a character. Um, so we got Peanut. And we also have uh, a mutt who's sort of part Yorkshire Terrier, part Chihuahua, part Rottweiler called Pudding. Ah. You said that they sleep in bed. So I imagine you spoil them, right? They're really spoiled. I mean, the big girls don't sleep in bed, but not because I'm, you know, worried about them hogging the bed or anything, but just because they, they, they get up at half past five to go for a walk, and that doesn't work for me. Sure. <laughs> but the little ones I've trained from birth to sleep in, so they, they get up when I get up. So, yeah, that, that works. You can come train my dog who wakes me up early in the morning. What would you say that you do that really is spoiling those animals, those dogs? I mean, is there something that might be a little bit over the top? Oh, my God. I mean, their entire life. The little ones like to drink Evian from a glass. Ah. Yes. That definitely feels quite spoiled to me. And that started with Whistle. And by the time Whistle left us, she wouldn't drink from a dog bowl. Mm. She would mm. only drink from a glass and she would only drink <laughs> bottled water. <laughs> That's pretty spoiled. You were yeah. uh, you were affiliated with um, Rescue in Antigua, as I remember. That's right. That's right. There's um, so Pete and I have done a lot of sailing. Uh, Pete especially is always has always really liked to sail. So we 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 holidayed quite a lot in um, the beautiful island of Antigua in the Caribbean. And there was a period of time we would spend four to six weeks there over the winter. And uh, I said to Pete, I'm going to have to do something because I'm going to go nuts if I just sunbathe. So um, I found out that there was a shelter on the island, an animal rescue. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll go down and volunteer, you know, a couple of days a week. I'll clean out. I'm not, you know, precious. I'll do the food. I'll clean the poo. I'll take them for walks. And, of course, it, it, to cut a long story short, I ended up buying the shelter. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, they, you know, their land, they were renting the land that they were on, and it came up for sale, and they were going to get kicked off. So... Um, but I obviously don't run it personally. But, um, yeah, they're, they're just a, a small shelter. They're the only shelter on the island. And they do amazing things. They do, you know, they've dedicated their lives, the people that work there, to, you know, helping stray animals and animals that have been abused. And, and you know, there's, there's, there's a fairly big problem with stray dogs in Antigua, but they are working a sort of spay-neuter program. So, they're, you know, they're getting, they're getting positive change is, is being made. But I, you know, I always ended up fostering as well. I would always foster a puppy that was sort of, you know, four or six weeks and covered in mange and covered in ticks and it would come straight into my bed and, yeah. you know, I'd sort of do my best to patch them up and then rehome them um, before we left back to the UK. But a couple of years ago, we actually ended up bringing one back with us. So one of the dogs that we have in um, the UK is, is from Antigua. So you're a foster failure. I am a foster failure. I'm the definition of foster <laughs> failure. Like I, I would keep them all. Uh, you know, in my hot little hands right now, I have your brand new CD. It's called Animal Requiem. Tell oh. us about it. I love it. So I had, I had done the orchestral quadrophenia, which was loads of fun yes. um, from a work point of view. And uh, then, I, then I wrote a theater musical, which is in production, and the album's coming out next year. And once I'd finished writing the music that I, I really wanted to write a requiem i'd always wanted to write a requiem um really completely different from the orchestral stuff for quadrophenia and the theater um a sort of a choral classical um piece of music 
And I don't really know when the bingo moment was, but, you know, a requiem is a mass for people who've passed. It's a mass for the dead. And without sounding, you know, maudlin, it's actually a memorial. It's a celebration of the life and an honouring and a remembering. You know, if you go to a memorial service, it's, it's that kind of thing. So... I just, you know, Pete and I, the, the, the dogs that we had amassed in my late 20s, you know, we had a pack of six for a really long time. Um, and they all got old around the same time. So they started to pass away. And the grief was really, you know, for anybody who's who's been lucky enough to sort of have an animal in their life for a long period of time, when they pass, it's like losing a, a family member. And, oh, it's, and it's worse than a family member. My Uncle really, Louie passed the same week my cat passed. I was oh. more upset about the cat. I know. I mean, it's just, you know, if you, if you make, if you have a connection with animals, if you get that connection, you know, it really is just terrible. And um, so I had a lot of grief in, in the sort of four or five year period. And one day I just think I thought, you know, I should, this requiem that I'm writing, you know, I should write it as a memorial to all these animals that come in and out of our lives. And, you know, Sometimes we have them for 15, 18 years, sometimes, you know, for much less. But, you know, the bond and the, the, the relationship is so special. And I feel like we should, you know, have a way to honour them, to, to have a quiet half hour if we're at home and just listen to some music and just remember them and think about them and all the funny things that they used to do and, you know, maybe light a candle. And, and my hope with it was that, you know, people would perform it as a concert, you know, all around the world and invite local people to come and remember they're animals. And uh, that's indeed what you're doing. We'll talk about that in just a couple of seconds here. I want to play a cut off the CD. I put the CD on at home, and my cat and my dog both came around. They really liked it. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they love the sounds of it. I'm going to play the first cut. It's off the brand new CD from Rachel Fuller, Animal Requiem.
That is Requiem Eternum. It is off of the Animal Requiem CD by Rachel Fuller. And she is joining us right now. And there are, the hairs on my arm stand up when I listen to that. Oh, lovely. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> love that you played the bird song as well at the beginning. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Did uh, did your hubby help you on this at all? No. Is is all? Well, I know you had help from Paul McCartney, right? Well, he let me have one of the original Beatles tracks on the album, which I thought was extraordinary. Um, as uh, you probably know, he's a huge animal welfare uh, campaigner and activist, and has been for decades and decades. Um, so after I'd finished writing the Requiem, I really wanted an additional track on the album, um, which was more to do with just sort of awareness and consciousness around animals and their welfare. And, you know, still there is suffering in the world, apparently, uh, unfortunately. Um, and just to sort of raise consciousness and awareness of that. So I asked Pete if he would um, write a letter to Paul to see if, if, if Paul would let me have Blackbird. And he did. I mean, he replied straight away. And... Um, which wow. is an extraordinarily generous thing of him to do. Um, but, yeah, and, and then we recorded uh, the orchestra and the choir on top of oh. uh, the original recording, Paul singing and playing guitar. So that's, that's what's on the album. Okay, I'll play that in just a couple of seconds here. You are doing an event October 26th at Royce Hall in uh, L.A. with Jane yes. Lynch and uh, Pete Townsend. He is. He is. I've, I've dragged him in, poor Pete, to sing on this one. So he's singing Blackbird. Um, Wow. And Jane Lynch is narrating a set of poems that accompany uh, a classical piece of work called The Carnival of the Animals, um, which is a series of short pieces, you know, sort of the tortoise, the hare, the cockerel, the elephant, the swan. You know, some of it is very well known, um, and it's a beautiful piece. So she's reading the poems that go with that, and then Pete is uh, singing Blackbird at the end. Absolutely wonderful. I saw that there's a website. I don't know where I saw that website or a Facebook page where you're asking people that are grieving over a lost pet to uh, check in. Well, I have. There's a website, animalrequiem.com. Okay. Um, and there's lots of info on there, and there's you know you can get tickets if you go on there for the concerts, but you can also listen to some of the music. And I do a blog, and and I do you know on my social media, which is all Animal Requiem. You know, I often ask people to check in and. People send, uh, you know, photos of their pets and, and little stories. And, oh, there's a thing on the website called an online memorial book. Okay. And you can go into that and you can upload your own photographs of, uh, into the memorial book with little stories about your animals. And then you can share that with your friends and they can add. And it's, it's really a, a great thing. It's a very nice thing to do. And where can we get the CD? The CD you can get from Amazon. It's available on Spotify. You can get it on iTunes. Um, the link is on the website, I believe, um, for all of those things. Uh, but, yeah, Amazon if you want a proper CD and iTunes if you want to download and if you want to stream, you know, Spotify and, and all the others. It's an amazing piece of music, this whole CD oh, here. And uh, I encourage listeners to pick that up, even if they're not grieving. If you're not grieving over a pet... Get it. No, I think you'd still like it. Yes. I mean, it's, it's an easy listen, and it's meant to be very sort of comforting and uplifting. And, and it's, uh, yeah, so I hope everyone who listens to it loves it. And, thank yeah. you for spending time with us today. Oh, no, thank you for talking to me. Rachel Fuller, and I'm going to put all the information over at the website. Animal Requiem is what it's called. And the last cut is Blackbird with Paul McCartney. It's a little souped up because it has the orchestra at the end that you mentioned. So, I'm gonna, and the choir. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Blackbird singing in the dead of night 
take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to arise. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see. All your life You were only waiting For this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly Into the light of a dark black to Animal Radio. Visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.